since 1992, the Sydney Morning Herald Half Marathon has been one of Australia's largest half marathon events, taking in the best of Sydney's sights. Now, in its 30th year, say hello to the Hoka Runaway Sydney Half Marathon. With an updated half marathon course and an all-new 10km course, the best of Sydney's city streets are yours to enjoy on Sunday the 21st of May 2023. Entries are now open at runawaysydneyhalf.com.au. Episode number 276, part two of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another episode. Uh, interesting this week, two parts to the show. Already recorded the first part. This is the second part. We're going to be talking all about the World Cross Country Championships happening this Saturday in Bathurst, Australia, which is hugely exciting for Australian fans to be able to see an event like this on home soil. And we've also got a Rory Hunter interview that Croaks did on the weekend to go at the end of the show. Welcome to my co-host, Bradley Croker, the 217 man from Canberra. How are you going this week? Good, Brady. Counting down the days till we leave. Feels like we've just done this, Croaks, but yeah, much <laughs> happened in the last two days. No, not a lot. Not a lot. No, and my other co-host, he'll be just about bags packed, I reckon. Julian Spence, how are you going? Excitement level's high? Well, I did just pack my bags, actually. What'd you put in? What would be in your bags that you're packing? Uh, different coloured split shorts. Oh, yeah. No T-shirts. Because it's gonna be like hot. It's gonna be hot, but then I checked. I'm like, I'm not putting a t-shirt in because you don't need that. It'll be too warm. And then I actually looked, and it's like gets down to 11 in the mornings. So oh, I'm gonna go put some t-shirts in. Got a bucket hat to stop me getting burnt out on course because we're about there for a fair bit, I reckon. Um, Got your media pass. <laughs> oh, that's right. I was. You know what? I thought I might have a coach's pass. But no, so Ali's got to shout me a coach's pass. Hang on, Thanks what's AA the, for that. What's the latest on that? Because we've touched on it the last couple of weeks. You don't get a pass to get in for free as a coach. No contact, no replies. So, yeah, I'm just going to rock up and coach from the sideline, I guess. How much is With it to paid for ticket? I don't know, 30 bucks. Yeah, $35. Okay. Still, that's pretty stiff, right? I pay my coaching fees to AA. Like, I go, <laughs> I go through, I do what, whatever they want me to. Like, you get an athlete there, and they don't let you go and watch. Unless I agree. Oh, but, Moose, the fact like that you're, you get athletes. free entry. You get free entry on the Saturday if you've entered another race. So because you've oh, entered yeah, you, the you golden ticket, you actually get free entry anyway right? on the Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, but that cost well, him 95 It only cost bucks. me 90 fucking bucks. <laughs> yeah. So have you, made, have you made the decision over the last couple of days on whether you're going to run or not? Oh, croaks. Jeez. Uh, no, I'm not going to run. I'm going to go out battle with you. Actually, no, it's Friday morning, 6 a.m. session. Actually, Have a medal ready for us, Brady, when we get back. <laughs> yeah, well. Someone will get crowned the winner. 
that'd be good. Archie's actually got an entry to that race, Croaks, and he's not going to be there. So if you want a bib, I can get you one. Ah, that's all right. I'm happy to go and do a session with Moose. That'll be a novelty. Have you guys oh, yeah. ever done a workout together before? No. Ah, we've been there. And the only race is the one I beat him in that yeah. time at um, the 5K. And the only other time we've run together would have been Berlin and a long run in Geelong. Oh, yeah, post Satapec. Oh, yeah. no, oh, actually, no, we ran, we ran Mulligans. We ran Mulligans together. That's true. We yeah. did do that. Yeah, we have run, run a bit. Oh, that's good. Anyway, boys, I've got some uh, fast fire questions for you. The race is Saturday night. Uh, we've got the men's 10K. There are more than 230 athletes entered, 134 men, 102 women. They're in, entered for the individual races. There's 150 juniors with 81 men, 73 women, and 15 teams have entered the mixed relay. There's a link there if you want to open it up to have a look at some of the big hitters. Some big headliners. Um in particular, I think I read somewhere today, yeah, Kenyon's team is absolutely loaded. Any of the six guys could potentially podium. It's great to see both Uganda as well as a strong Ethiopia team with Borega in the team, despite finishing seventh in the trials. Who's going to win the men's race first, boys? Who's going to win the females race? G'day's there. She'd have to start the favourite, but she's never won it before. She's won the junior race, but never the senior race. Who do you like in the men's? For me, it's Chapter Guy. Chapter Guy. That's Chep- my tip. Chapter Guy win last time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he won there. But Kablimo behind him, I think it'd be mm. Ugandans. I think they're good at this stuff. I think Uganda, where they train, is really hilly like this. It's not a very comfortable place to run. They're day in, day out training. They were very good in Denmark, and I think they're going to be very good again here. They've been very good in the track races too, haven't they? Like They're always there. They don't win them all, but they're always there. I, yeah. uh, I had Kip Limo written down here for my pick in the men's. Um, I just think the extra strength that he has, like from you know the half marathon stuff, will come in pretty handy on this sort of course because of how tough it is. I'm going to go Borrega. He won a race, I reckon, over in Spain a couple of weeks ago. He'll be annoyed he only comes seventh at his trials and they've put him in the team and now he's got to justify getting a win. He beat them all at the um, World Champs. He's got the biggest kick. Hopefully they don't run it out of him over the hills and he's still got a bit of toe in the last 100 metres. But, yeah, it's um, it's going to be a good race there. Uh, next question for the men's race before we do all the women's stuff. We'll go we'll go through all the men's stuff first. We'll make it gender each side. Who's going to be the top Australian in the men's race, boys? 10K. Jack Arena won our trials. Brett Robinson gets an extra three weeks, though, to get fit. Uh, this, is, this is tough. I, I just think the fact that it's a tough course and it's going to be super hot, it throws up so many more variables. Um, like if it was something like Stromlo, I'd say Jack, um, but I think there's a chance that other people potentially could beat him on this sort of course. Because when can you can you remember a time other than Stromlo that Jack's run like a super hilly course somewhere? No, he hasn't run AV for a while. Did he go to Denmark? He did. He was sick. Stu- no, Stewie was sick, I reckon, wasn't he? Uh, Rainer was sick, I reckon. I reckon Stewie pulled out with sick. Uh, I reckon it was Rainer because maybe he was coming off sickness because then he had London after that. I reckon he was sick. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you're right, Croaks. The point you make is when is the last time he's ran a tough cross-country course? You know, whereas, you know, these suits... I'm not going to say 60-second, Moose. 
Mm. Like, I'm not going to say that Andy will be the top Aussie, but something like this sort of course probably brings him, like, levels the playing field a little bit more. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I don't really know. Um, I'll go... Ramsden could. Oh. He was strong at that trials. Mm. If he got, if he paced a bit better, maybe he could have been with Jack. And Kai's also a bit of an unknown. Oh my boy, Kai Robinson. He said mm. in that interview, he's not. He's <laughs> going for top ten. That's why he's coming. Who's 90, your pick? Who's your pick then? Ninety percent chance he blows up. If ten percent chance he can go top ten, he'll take it. Um, I like Brett Robinson. Like I think he shouldn't have ran the trials. But he did. Oh, sorry, I think he should have. You know, he should have been given a pass. I think what he did at trials was pretty impressive, considering how many weeks off um, his Australian record it was. Give him another. What is it? Three weeks? Four weeks? I think he's going to be stronger over a tough course. Mm-hmm. What well, he run? Go, he's been top I'll, thirty. We talked about this before. Yeah, he's Brent's been very, he's been very consistent at World he was, Cross. He was thirtieth yeah. at Denmark. Yeah. Hard like to go that. against him when you look at the numbers like that, isn't it? Yeah, but look, I'll go someone different just so we don't double up. I'll go, um, I'll go Kai. Yeah, I'm going to say Kai will be top three Australians. How's that? Mm. Moose, give us a name. Do you give me one? Yeah, Jack. you went Jack. You went Jack. I'm going Jack. Yeah, I, I, you say it's like wet weather football. Yeah, everyone says, oh, it brings everyone back to the to the the same level. No, it doesn't. The class steps up. The class shines brighter on wet days. Those with skills stand out. I'll give you this next one then. Um, men's, does anyone surprise? We saw Rory Hunter surprise at the trials. No one had him in, his top, in their top six. He come out and come fifth, fourth, whatever he was. Um, does anyone surprise here in their finishing order? Uh, I think a surprise, it's not a surprise for athletic nerves, but I think nerds, it, it, but Kai Robinson can surprise here, I think. So um, I, I, I reckon no one will – not a lot of people know who he is, even though he was at the world champs um, over in Oregon. It was not, like, covered here that well, so mainstream media don't really know him over here. I think he'll surprise from that aspect. Yep. Croaks, any? Uh, that, but also I think uh, Andy will finish higher than – where he placed it, like at the trial amongst, because what was he fifth? Only I think concern finish... I have with Andy is he's been up at Falls Creek since like pretty much the twenty seventh of December, and it's been snowing. Yeah, not a lot of not a lot of warm weather. He lives yeah. in Bendigo's usually hot, but he's missed it all. Jeez, you're the one that's normally talking him up. Now no, you no, has me concerned. He's been he was in Bendigo <laughs> running over those trails he runs across. Like they're two of his strengths: trails and hot weather. And he's kind of taking. Mm-hmm. I guess Falls is still traily, but yeah. yeah. Well, that was sort of the discussion I had with Rory in our interview yeah. as well, was the fact that, you know, you've gone up to the mountains and it's been snowing. Um, but he's at least come down for the last week. Mm. Yeah, well, Andy's still up there. Mm. Um, okay, let's go to the women's race, boys. Same question. Who's the top female Australian? Rose got a go... W at the trials. Leanne was I... there. Caitlin third. Izzy fourth. I'm going to go Leanne on this one. I think um, I think she's really strong. Um, and this will suit her. And like I just look at, I know it's not cross country, but I just look at what she did at City to Surf over those hills. Um, she can obviously run them really well. So I'll uh, I'll go Leanne. Moose, mm, I'm going Rose. The way that she, I know this is the safe safe option, but the way she just dismantled the field at uh, Stromlo, it was just clinical how she did it. 
and she did it on the hills. And I was talking to Ali during the week, and she said that she she pulled up next to Rose at one point, and Rose was like not even working a single bit, and everyone else was puffing and mm. and huffing, and um, she said it was it was masterful, and she knew she was a different level. So Rose for me. I think Rose does do a fair few hill reps up uh, in Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle's hilly, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it'd be hard to go against Rose there. I think she's turned a page, and we saw that at the trials. Anyone surprised here? We saw Holly Campbell surprised at the trials. Anyone moving spots from the trials, you think? Pashley for think, me? Yeah, I think Ellie will be a lot stronger, just having another month of training under her belt. Yeah. Moose, you'd have to be happy with this course for Ellie too, wouldn't you, compared to Strumlow? Yeah, yeah, yes and no. Like, I think an extra month of training is what Ali needed to move up in that field anyway. Um, this, every, like, uh, Ali's not amazing at this type of, these type of hills. She good in I'm the not heat? sure. Where'd she get that reputation from? Don't you guys, you bang on about how hard your long runs are every single week on this podcast. That's <laughs> yeah, where but she that's gets all, that reputation from. I didn't say she's good at it. Didn't you just destroy Charlotte Kirby down there? No, no, Charlotte beat her up. Yeah, but, but Ellie's done. Her? But Ellie has done some hard, you know, like that um that handicap race thing that you guys do every now and then. Like, yeah, she that's, does. Them. That's she, tough. She does do them. You used to she, win XCR. It doesn't she mean that them? she's exceptional at them. I wouldn't say if if you said, oh, what are her top three strengths or courses she'd want, then this would be it. I, I like, I don't. I, I've, I don't know where she got a reputation. Just because you do things, don't mean that you're great at them, basically. Um, yeah. But she'll, I think she'll most of the girls. I think most of the girls, though, it's it's a bit of an unknown because we don't really see most of these girls running these type of events. Not recently. Like um, I'd say it suits Caitlin a fair bit as well. Like she's quite quite good when it's when the going's tough. Yeah, those those South South Australians they hate a hilly long run. They yeah. you should see the show. mate. Do you see what they did? They had a group of them on the weekend after this invitational. They ran on fucking concrete around the city. I was like, I saw a video from Diddick or something. They're like, oh, look at this great long run. I'm like, you're on a road. Get on some trails. Show them some dirt over a hill. Take like, a Bel Air. Is that what they call it? Bel Air? Yeah, yeah, get out in the dirt. Come on. People don't want to run on the concrete. Well, and they, and I, they do a ton of flat stuff. I, I don't think Izzy does a lot of... Hilly long runs down there? Well, that was my next question. Battle of South Australian females, Caitlin or Izzy. Is there any concern bet- with Jack and Izzy that they had a half marathon 13 days before in Japan? Half marathon? Yeah. Murigami. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Is that still in their legs? How many days do you say? 14. Yeah, it will be 13, Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. That's a tight turnaround. It is a tight turnaround. These days, I think super shoes help a bit with that. Like, I, the travel would take it out of them a little bit. can't take you half a week to recover, and then you've got to tape it for half a week. Like, it's not a lot of... Yeah, I guess if you're over it, you're in the clear. You wouldn't want to rush the workouts in that week afterwards. Anyway, who's going to win, Caitlin or Izzy, at that head-to-head? One second separated them at the trials. Caitlin. Krogs, so I know who you say. Not a fan of Caitlin Adams. No, I'm going to go... I just... What are you talking about? I just said that she's good when, when it's tough going. She yeah. likes the cross country. You're on the record though for not being a fan. Oh, I'll, I'll go, got, Kate, I'll go, Caitlin as well then. I'll go, Caitlin as well. We can see a lot of uh, share prices going up this weekend. I think. <laughs> um, who's the women's winner, boys? Going through the list. Can't go past Gidey, can you? 
No, I'm not picking G'day. He's not going to. No. I'm picking I'm her. going for Beatrice Chibet. Oh, yeah. They can. So she won uh, Com Games. Um, she also won the Cinque Molino cross country race earlier this year in Ooh, through uh, Italy. Through the barn. Through the yeah. barn. Um, what else did she do last year? Uh, like my only concern with her is she's more of a 5K sort of. Yeah, you know, she hasn't really stepped up to 10K half marathon, um, but her world cross country. Oh, sorry, her world athletics profile does have a lot of cross like cross country races in here. So lots of first, seconds, thirds. Um, yeah, so she finished uh, first at Com Games in the five. And finished second at the World Champs in the five last year, so I'll go yeah. with her. Good pick. Hey, um, I know she. I was assuming she was going to run the relay as well. The relay teams haven't been all announced, but keep an eye on Nozomi Tanaka from Japan. She goes down to eight hundred. She's entered in the ten k as well. She's got wheels. You know what I'm talking about. She always fangs it at the World Champs and Olympics and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Fifteen hundreds. She is a legit performer, and she's not afraid to go hard. And if she's in the top 10, if she does it, I'm surprised she'd do the 10K because she's run 202 for 8, 359 for the 15, 843K, 1458. Um, she's run 110K in 31.59. That doesn't stack up real well. But just keep an eye on what she might do at the front of the pack if you're watching. Hey, you got Moose? I got Gide. I know, boring. Oh. But she's won the title twice under 20s. She... She knows how to win cross country. She moves like an absolute gazelle. I can't not pick her. And she has sacrificed a spring over there marathon to do this. Can you imagine the money that London, yeah, Boston, yeah. Tokyo would have been throwing at her after she ran 216 at Valencia? Yeah. She's going to just like fly up those hills. Yeah, she's a safe bet, but if you're going into the if you're going into the tab and you're looking for some, you know, make a bit of money. You're not going to make much off her. Well, you're going to make you're going to make more than if you bet against her. Well, not if you go Beatrice Chibet in a, uh, you know, in the um, Quinella. Oh, maybe that. Do you know put anyone offering a place? Odds? They should offer them, shouldn't they? Who was Zacker's mates that did that betting thing? Yeah, I think that got shut down. <laughs> what were they called again? Uh, bet with mates? No, I don't know. It was called something. It'd be good if they did have bookmark bookmakers. Um, let's talk about does the Australian relay team win? Yes, no. If no, what colour is the medal if we get one? Yes, we win. I think we win as well. The other teams, what I've seen, aren't that strong. Yep. We're the only ones taking... Well, the other teams are taking it serious, but I think we've got our A-listers. Other countries don't. Um, did you say yes there, Moose, or no? You said yes. yes? Yep. Overall vibe of the event. Look into your crystal balls and tell me. Is this going to be successful as Australia as a host? We've seen a few, there was a few visa issues that kind of are on Twitter at the moment. I think it's only impacting the um, Ethiopian juniors, I think I saw. Hopefully they get that sorted between now and Saturday. Um, Or is it going to be a flop because it's in the Southern Hemisphere, because it's going to be potentially hot, because people aren't sending full teams, because Australia's organising it? What do you reckon? We drive home Sunday. We go. That was good, or that was pretty, pretty poor. Mm, I think, I think the event will be good. I think the course will be like spectacular. I think they'll do a really good job of putting that together. Um, the heat is going to be absolute carnage. Like the junior races, pe- people will be collapsing all over the place. Like I have no doubt um, because 
I spoke to Rory about this as well. It like cross country, world cross country has primary school cross country vibes about it where the gun goes and even if you're a professional athlete, you seem to go, I've just got to go with it because I don't want to be match central, it's off the back. Oh, and great. if people if, if people if, if people do that, they're they're gonna collapse. So I think it's yeah, gonna be some carnage um, due to the heat. Uh, I think the top end of both races will still be really, really good. But I think when we reflect on it, the depth probably won't be there because of, um, yeah, people not coming because it's in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, so when we said before that, like, we were rating Brett because he comes 30th, do you think coming 15th or 20th might be the same as coming 30th in the past? Potentially, yeah. Okay. I still think, I still think like, top 10 – Top 10 will still be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. So it's got to be. Yeah, you got to remember, six Kenyans, six Ethiopians, six yeah. Ugandans, and they're good six. There's 18 spots. Moose, flop, good successful event. Mm, I think the fact that the, the Europeans aren't here means that it's not going to get the attention worldwide that it would if it was, say, the Denmark one got. Uh, I think we're going to lose a lot of exposure there because people in the UK aren't even watching it. Or maybe they'll watch it, but they aren't watching. They're not following their own team there. So I, I, I think the prestige will drop a little. Even though, like you're right, Croaks, the top end is there, I think the prestige will drop a little just in the athletic community's eyes in Europe. Uh, and then uh, hopefully this isn't a precedent that's starting to get set where, okay, we're just not going to send teams. We're going to save some money. No one really cares about it that much. And we can get away with this in the future. That's kind of what it seems. Athletic federations trying to save some money. And if they don't get called out for it, or if they go through one round of getting called out for it this time and called out less the next time, then all of a sudden they're not sending any teams and no one cares. It's, it'll end up pretty average. It'll, it'll, I mean, like Com Games, you can sort of get the feels that it's happening with Com Games at the moment, and I, I, I hope it doesn't happen to uh, cross country. I think cross country should be a winter sport. I think it needs to end up in the the Winter Olympics, and that's when you start seeing it pop back off again. Do you think it will get me? We have a team. We're hosting it. Do you think it will get mainstream media in Australia? Isn't it on SBS? It's getting telecast SBS. It is, but there's that many channels and stuff now. Like, what yeah, does television... Yeah, like, right. I, I checked with my grandmother on Saturday when I was in Bendigo and told her it was on. She didn't know it was on. She asked yeah. me about Peter Bowl. What do you think about Peter Bowl? I mm. said, oh, yeah, this big thing's coming up at Bathurst. You've seen about it in the paper. Anyway, mainstream just, media. Do you think main, we'll get yeah, Not a lot, no. Like, like, I reckon if I asked most of my friends around the place you know why well, say i'm going to bathurst this weekend for world cross like they're like wouldn't know that it was on um so yeah and, and sort of that period now where uh you know australia's playing india in india and the, the, and the football season sort of gearing up trial matches that sort of stuff um i don't think it'll get a heap of coverage um that being said like the fact that ethiopia kenya and uganda have sent full teams and strong teams that will definitely save the event. And it just goes to show um, how important it is to those countries. Whereas, you know, as Moose was saying before, like there's a few countries that maybe it's just sort of lost its appeal a little bit. 
don't the AFL do a great job of that media? Like, they're still, like, 40 days out, and they're getting headlines about what's happening at, like, pre-season training. They just control it. Anyway, off the topic. Um, do we see the golden ticket winners? Well, we talked about it a bit last week, but now we know the names. Liam, Ed, Tom DeCano, Leo Patterson. The four headliners in the men's. Sarah Klein, Paige Campbell, Lexi Gilmore in the women's. Are they there to win and then go the next day? Or do you think they're just going to go see the course, not rock up the next day? Some will run. Liam, for sure. If Liam gets a golden ticket, which I can't see him not getting one, he will rock up the next day because... Top if, eight, is it top eight, top six? Uh, I thought it was like top seven or something. Top seven, okay. But even then, like, Liam's going to finish in the top six. But you've seen Liam. Like, Liam will run Gold Coast half on the Saturday and then he'll go and pace the top guys for a half marathon on the Sunday. So backing up's not an issue. And I reckon Liam's the type of guy that sort of deep down would think, you know, I deserve to be on that world cross team. So... I'm going to go and uh, try and beat as many of them as I can on the Saturday. You reckon he'll take someone, Crocs, this far out? Oh, I wouldn't bet against Liam over Crocs. I reckon there's a chance. If if, he, if the course on the Friday doesn't bang him and everybody else up too badly, he, he would be a chance of beating one of the six. Mm. Moose, any thoughts there? We did talk about it last week. Bit of a repetitive question. Yeah, no, I think there's some, like, Liam... He could be right up there in the main race. I, I think he can... I mean, they're given seven tickets, right? Ed Goddard didn't do the trials either, did he? So we're not sure what kind of shape he's in. Yeah, but... but well, we do. He ran that 5K box hill. Oh, yeah, we do. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but Liam... Like, Liam can snag this ticket doing a tempo run, basically, and then he can show up the next day and he, can, he could create a stir. When we talk about courses... Like, this guy's running gait suits a course like this. This guy will get through mud and sand. He'll, like, he's built for something like that. So I reckon he'll get a ticket and he'll, whether he wears the black Asics kit or what, um, he, he'll feature in the race around the Australians for sure. Jeez, this time last week I was a bit against this race, but I think this, this could really throw... A bit of a bomb. No, I'm still against I'm, it. I still, still, yeah, I still, but now it's Liam and now you're talking about it. You got me kind of like, this could be an extra kind of firecracker in there. Oh, uh, look, it's it's going to bring the from, best out of him though, isn't it? Andy yeah, from an entertainment those guys. Yeah, like from an entertainment point of view, it's going to be great because it just adds this extra hmm. layer to the story. Um, but I don't think it's fair on the guys that have made the team to then have to sort of be worried about another Aussie um, and making them potentially look bad, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You know. No, because that's, like, the group five, I'll give it the Sunday group test. People, like, everyone thought it was one ticket in the group. And they're like, oh, yeah, one ticket, that's all right, that's that's okay. And I said, no, no, it's like six or seven tickets or something. And they're, they're, no, you can't do that. can't be giving seven people a free ride into this, not a free ride, but a ride into the race and, uh, it just ruins the integrity when there's going to be that many people there that don't that didn't earn their way in the, the right way. Do you know any other people doing the golden ticket that will potentially be that top Benny seven? Benny St. Lawrence. Benny, Benny St. Lawrence doing it. He yep. came fourth in that 5K the other night. He's back in yeah, shape. He's had he a almost, kid too. Uh, he almost got third. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, he's fit. Jeez. I reckon, Paige, I reckon Paige Campbell will be joining her sister on the start line of World Cross. Yeah. 
Mm. So the people were putting in a quality. They've been there before, those guys. Anyway, boys, I'll see you up there. Um, Rory Hunter interview croaks. Give us a bit of an intro. Yeah, so mind this. he came over straight after a session that he'd done at Stromlo. Um, he just recently got down from the mountains. Uh, yeah, we spoke about you know his intro into running, but also World Cross, and like he. Like he knows that, you know, that sort of course, given that he's a low mileage guy and a 1500 guy that, you know, it's probably not, you know, a strength of his. Um, but we also spoke about potentially moving up in distance because, um, you know, he really hasn't sort of reached his potential at 5k yet. And then we also chat a bit about um, the college scene and uh, he had some really good advice for, for juniors that are looking to maybe go over to, to the US college system. Yeah. Didn't know much about it before this, so it's good to document this kind of stuff, Croaks. Well done. All right, what's happening between now and, uh, well, I'm going to see you guys pretty shortly. Anything other than driving cars? No, looking forward to it. Nothing. Catching up. up. there, safe travels. What are we going to do, what are we gonna do about group runs? Are we, are we going to yeah, put something out? Should we all go cheer you on at Bathurst Park Run Saturday morning? No, I'm doing a session with Moose Friday morning, and then I'm coming to watch you race. And so then I'll either be doing an easy run Saturday and a long run Sunday or a long run Saturday and... No, let's, yeah, do, probably let's, run. let's do a long run Sunday. Oh, no, Saturday. All right. Long run Saturday from Bathurst Park Run. I'll look at a – I've actually been looking at some potential courses um, around, like for a long run. Jeez. From Yeah, from pretty much, much – spare time, wouldn't it, Moose? From the park run. <laughs> <laughs> from Just the park a big run. day in between some Netflix. Yeah. Mm. Mapping out routes for workouts and – yeah. I reckon that's probably – yeah, I reckon that's probably the go. We just meet at the – meet wherever they start the park run and do the do a run from we'll there check the weather and stuff as well there'd be no official we were thinking early days maybe we'd do a live show or something like that but it's a busy weekend as it is so there'd be no official like a recording show or anything like that but we'll try to tee up a this is where we're going to start our long run this is the pace we go on if you want to join us for 1k 2k 30k 35k whatever you want to do um we can potentially throw that out there keep an eye on our socials We'll oh, you're gonna, you'll be busted, Brady, after the hard uh, 6K on Friday. Of course, looks pretty easy, Croaks. Now I don't have to race Moose as well. I reckon I'll be fine. Just chill out the back there. No pressure on Only me. one racing me is Croaks on Friday morning. <laughs> I'll, be running, uh, I'll be running to Threshold, and my Threshold's a lot slower than yours. But that's probably oh, no, good. No, no, it's no. a bit of a taper session. Coming up against a man a week out from a marathon is a dangerous thing, oh. Croaks. That's the new, very I'll finished. Be, I'll be wearing my heart rate strap. <laughs> so... I'm just going to do six minute reps off a minute recovery. Nah, you got to do whatever Moose wants. You don't pick the yeah, session. Yeah. Best guy gets to pick the session and the other works around it. That's how it the rolls. We'll do a, from the marathon let's do a 1500 the meter session, then I'm the best guy. What, what do you usually do a week out from the marathon, Moose? Give, some, give out some free coaching advice here as well. What should people have in their programs? Week oh, out from a marathon. I've actually changed mine recently. I used to do an hour and then I'd go into 10 by minute on, minute off. So it would be 80 minutes of running. And then I change it up. I'm like, I don't think you need 80 minutes of running a week out. I'm going to reduce this. And I think I go back to doing something like two by 10 minutes or three by 10 minutes at marathon pace. So I'm like, this is is more beneficial for the day than doing just a, a bit longer run with some random efforts at the end. So it could I, work, Moose, because I reckon your marathon pace would probably be about my, um, like my threshold pace. All right, sounds good then. Well, yeah, lock I'm gonna, we'll just do a little progression at the end of each one. What time is my race, Croaks? Do you know? Exactly? Uh, no, nah, it's a bit later. It's like 9, 9 or 9.30. Well, that's right. I don't reckon so we'll... and I are going to get there to about 11.30, 12, Ooh. Thursday night. 
Anyway, don't wake us up. See you there. I'll kick in your door as I get there. Anyway, see you, boys. Enjoy see the trip. Ya. Now with two distance options, half marathon and 10K, Hoka Runaway Sydney Half Marathon will return to the streets of Sydney on Sunday, the 21st of May. The Sydney Morning Herald Half Marathon has been part of Australia's running calendar since 1992, with the latest evolution seeing it become Hoka Runaway Sydney Half Marathon. Runaway Sydney will now join three incredible destination running events across Australia and New Zealand as part of the Runaway Marathon series. Don't just run one, run them all. Enter now at runawaysydneyhalf.com.au and save with early entry fees. This week's guest is a 336-1500 metre runner and 356 miler. He was a 2021 Australian 1500 metre bronze medalist behind Jai Edwards and Stewie McSwain and recently finished fourth at the World Cross Country Trials. Next weekend, he'll be representing Australia for the first time at the World Cross Country Champs in Bathurst. Welcome to the Inside Running Podcast, Rory Hunter. Thanks, Brad. Great to be here. Yeah, firstly, thanks for giving up some time and um, congratulations on making your first national team. Uh, how excited are you for next weekend and how's training been since the trial? Yeah, really excited, obviously, um, you know, being down the road in Bathurst, it's, um, it's kind of a ideal scenario for me, just getting the car for three hours and, um, you know, at the World Cross. So, yeah, training's been really well, uh, going really well. Um, I've had, you know, probably 10 days up in the, the mountains, um, just got back down to Canberra uh yesterday and um yeah can't complain with the training being consistent um and yeah looking forward to it so you've just come straight from stromlo running in the middle of the day to get a few heat gains for next weekend uh how concerned are you by the heat a little bit just because uh we had snow up in parish not not long ago so um but no we, we did a did a few days a few few weeks in the heat um before i before i went up and you know, this week's going to be hot in Canberra, so um, I think, you know, everyone's got to deal with it. I think we're going to be in a much better situation um, being in the Australian summer um, than the, the Northern Hemisphere guys, so yeah, you just got to prepare for it and um, yeah, what, what will be will be. So late last year, we were out at Mulligans, um, you just got back from overseas and uh, I asked you what was coming up and you said, oh... I think I might have a go at um, the mixed relay for World Cross. Uh, I'm glad, you're probably happy that you changed your mind. Uh, what triggered that change? Yeah, um, yeah, the, the 2K was always going to be going to be the plan, but I think um, you know, the last three or four months I've been doing a lot of a lot of base work, and I was really fit, and um, we knew that the 2K was going to be pretty tricky to make the team, being. Um, only one spot spot up for grabs, and um, Stewie was obviously running it. And so we thought, you know, why not have a crack at the ten, test out the strength. We've got nothing to lose. Um, and so, yeah, I thought, thought that was probably a, a better challenge for me, just to to see where the strength was at and fit in a lot better um, with the program, um, doing more of that base work. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was a good decision in the end. Yeah, definitely a good decision. Um, all right, before we chat about sort of World Cross and goals there, let's chat a bit about the trial. So you finished fourth, around 29.40. Um, on the start line, how confident were you making in the team, especially given most of the guys you were running against are more focused on the 10K, uh, and there are also rumours that 
guys like Kai Robinson and Pat Tin and we're hoping to get selected through discretion? Yeah, um, obviously, I, 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 I can't say I came in with expectations of making the team, but I wanted to put myself in a position to do that. And so I thought, we thought top four would probably be safe. Um, obviously, you know, top three was guaranteed, but we thought if I top, top, finish top four, then I'd um, have a good shot at making the team. So I just thought, put myself in a spot to, uh, to get top four and obviously had to be pretty conservative, um, you know, with my moves and um, kind of, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect um, over the longer distances. I've had, I've had some, you know, good races, um, you know, in the New South Wales cross-country stuff, short course and all that sort of thing. Um, some of the road races um, a few years ago as well have had some good results. But yeah, it was, it was a bit of unknown, and but I knew I was fit, and you know I've been training really well. hadn't hadn't been as fit as this, and so you kind of you kind of know um, where your fitness is at. And I knew I was I was in for a pretty good run if I, I got it right, and so yeah, I was fortunate enough to to you know execute well on the day. So you, basically, your goal was just to sit sort of on fourth shoulder for as long as possible and then maybe use your speed over the last part? Yeah, sort of. I mean, there was, there was obviously a few different dynamics going on during the race. You know, Ramson went out hard and so I didn't really want to go after him. Liam went with him as well. So I knew he'd maybe come back, which he did, which was um, good. And then um, obviously Brett and Jack made a move about 3K in and I was sort of sort of thinking, okay, let those guys go. They're sort of, you know, some of the favourites. Um, and then I think the battle was going to be between some of those guys like Andy and Jackson and um, Andre. And so I knew if I was sort of hanging around those guys, hopefully one or two would come back. And, yeah, um, I, I timed it well, I think. Um, you said that you knew your strength was a lot better than it had been. Like, I know you guys do regular sessions. What was one of the sessions in particular that you were doing significantly better than what you'd done in the last couple of years? Um, I think, I don't know if it was a specific session, but I think it was just the fact that I was able to put back-to-back weeks of um, of the, the regular training week and feeling, feeling a lot stronger than I normally do. Um, you know, our standard week looks looks kind of similar to most Aussie programs. You know, we do our track Tuesday, we do our, our threshold work or broken threshold on a Thursday, and then Saturday we do usually the Ks and some hills. And so, yeah, I was just, I was hitting obviously pretty good splits um, and, um, you know, being consistent in training. Um, and, yeah, I was just feeling better and feeling stronger. I think that that, that goes a long way. Um, over anything else is, is the feeling. So let's move on to World Cross. What are some of your goals there? And do you think the Bathurst course uh, will suit you or you won't be as strong as on Bathurst as you would be on Stromlo? Yeah, I mean, as a track guy, I, I guess probably not as good as on Stromlo, but I think, um, you know, our training and, and our environment that we train in is very hilly and a lot of a lot of strength-based stuff that we do. So I'd like to think I'll do okay over the hills and um, I'm a pretty light guy as well, which helps. Um, and I think, 
if I judge it well, I can I can put together a good race. I, I really don't know what to expect in terms of place because I think it's a bit of a carnage. You know, <laughs> well, cross always. You never can really know what to expect. So I, I think I just like to to focus on on running a good race in terms of pacing myself really well, given it's going to be hot and hilly and a bit of mud in there. So I think if I can be patient and execute execute a really good race, and I, I don't know, maybe looking at past results, if I'm top sort of 60-ish, that would be a great result, I think. Yeah. So when you found out you made the team, did you sit down with Dick and knowing that the course in Bathurst was going to be pretty tough, have there been some changes that you've made in the last month to try and simulate Bathurst a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we knew it was going to be hillier and probably a bit rougher terrain, obviously, than Stromlo's, a, a, you know, bowling green. And so we've been, like I said, we've been up at Parisha and there's no shortage of hills up there. Um so we've been doing longer thresholds as well. I think I did a 12K threshold up in Perisher over the hills. And we've been doing a lot more just specific hill sessions as well out at AIS. We did um, four times doubles. You'd know what those, those are. Um, and so, yeah, we've just, just been doing a lot lot stronger aerobic stuff. Um, but also keeping in the back of the mind that the track season's around the corner. So we, we definitely haven't been... Um, haven't been neglecting that stuff and I think that's gonna gonna help as well because, you know, the strength is already there and we we're topping that up but also sharpening things. So I think I'll be really strong over the ten K. Yeah. Uh for the listeners out there, the four by doubles is pretty much you run up over a hill. So it's about a four hundred meter hill on either side, but one part, the first the first rep, um the top of it's pretty steep to the point that you you're not really running, you're not really running up it that well. It's pretty much just surviving and then yeah. you, you roll down the other side turn around come back up so you do that four times so yeah it's fair bit of climbing in that and some um tough hills uh you just mentioned before like you know listeners who are aware of you know that you focus more on the 1500 um and you would normally be racing track now so you know adelaide's tonight um mori plant meets you know four days after um after world five days after world cross how have you been juggling trying to prepare for a world cross but also salvage something from the track the remainder of the track season yeah i mean it, it is tough um but i think i think yeah like i said we've been we've been doing some of the the speed speed work you know the hills are actually um speed work in disguise you get your lactates up pretty high in those so i i tend to respond really well to those to converting it um on the track and and I think I'll just have to, you know, extend the the um, the track season a little bit longer. Um, you know, so, sorry, get into the the, um, the speed work a bit bit later. You know, it'll just be just be a matter of tinkering with you know the training. I think I'll, I'll do the Sydney three k, and I, I think I'll I'll run pretty well there, given given we've been doing the strength work. But I think. We also don't really stray too far away from the speed work. You know, we do we do specific three k fifteen hundred work on a Tuesday, and our and our k reps are are pretty quick as well. So yeah, it's not like I've been doing just just longer thresholds and um, high mileage. So so my training hasn't really changed a whole lot. 
So we might actually just get you to talk us through a general training week. I know you've sort of alluded to some of the sessions that you do, but maybe just give the listeners, so start Monday, roll through to Sunday, roughly sort of the kilometres and, you know, a standard session that you'll do Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yeah. Um, so Monday I'll do a double run, um, usually 10K in the morning, and then I'll do just a 5K run in the afternoon, and I, I try to get it get out some really hard strides, um, sprint work, you know, 60 to 80 meters and plyometrics um, on a Monday afternoon. Um, And then usually sometimes a bit of gym on top of that. Tuesday will be uh, double again, just five in the morning. And then our standard track session um, maybe would be something like a half quarters with four fours, 200 float and then maybe five 300s off 100 jog, and then finish off with some 200s off short rest, 30 seconds, or, or even 200 jog. So it's all, it's quite, you know, aerobic stuff, but also getting that, that specific work, um, which Dick really likes a lot. For that session, does Dick tell you, like, so when you're doing a half quarter, so those that are aware of the Deeks quarters, the full session is generally like running 400s close to 5K pace on yeah. a pretty solid float. Because you're doing half quarters, does Dick say run the fours at say three k pace, or and then you know how fast do you then run the three hundreds? Yeah, generally, generally that's usually the rule: three k, five k pace. Um, we try to hit the the four hundreds in, and then have a solid float, you know, around thirty six to thirty eight seconds. But sometimes, yeah, if if he wants a bit more um, quicker, you know, specific fifteen hundred work like we did on Tuesday, where we'd go try to run close to 60 for the fours and get the 200 jog really slow, more like close to 55 to a minute. Um, So yeah, you can sort of, and that's what Dick's really great at is just tinkering um, with those little things um, to, to tease up some of those uh, faster paces, but also keep the aerobic engine going. And then you get pretty good recovery between the sets. So when you do half quarters before you then go into doing the 300s off a hundred float, yeah, give yourself what five minutes or something. Yeah, usually a lap jog, and you know if we need to change his shoes or whatever, he's pretty pretty liberal there. Um, usually yeah, five five ish minutes. Cool. Uh, and then Wednesday. Wednesday is just uh, usually an hour run, and I, I like to keep that really really chill. You know, sometimes close to five minute k's. Um, I, something I've learned over the last few years is to keep my easy days really easy. And sometimes it's, it's easier said than done, but I think that's, that's been a real, um, help the last few years. Yeah. Thursday? Thursday, um, usually, yeah, another double, um, 5k in the morning and then usually a threshold session, either continuous or broken. So usually 8k worth of work, um. You know, sometimes we'll do four by two k, or you know, two k, four k, two k, or continuous eight k. And we usually do that, not not um, not on the flat, but on on a rolling course. Usually it's tromlo, or yeah, sometimes we'll go to the horse park and keep it flat. But um, yeah, um, Friday we usually go another recovery day, nice and easy, ten k. Um, maybe a bit of gym in there, and then Saturday is pretty standard uh, case session um, out at Stromlo or um, up at Parish. We do it on the on the main trail up there, um, six by K, and then maybe five by two hundred. Um, usually off a minute or a minute and a half. Sometimes we'll throw in a, a quicker one in the middle or at the end. 
Um, but yeah, that's usually our VO2 session. And then Sunday, I usually do 90 minutes or 20K. Yeah. That's just pretty standard to me. So looking at your Strava, that comes in at about 125K, which, you know, when it comes to 10K cross-country runners, is probably on the, on the lower side. But it also must be pretty exciting for you, given, yeah, you're predominantly a 1,500-meter runner, but you've got so much probably untapped potential in 5K and 10K. Uh, any... You know, uh, do you think you'll be moving up anytime soon to those distances? Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I always, always like to do the, um, you know, the 10k road races and any cross country race. Um, but it, it's tough um, when you go to overseas during the Australian winter because you kind of miss out on all those races. And then when you come back, it's sort of like take a little bit, bit of a break and, and fit in a few races here and there. But there's not much on um at the end of the year so yeah i I think i think obviously i got some potential there um and i'd I'd like to to dabble in you know fives and maybe the 10k um over the road distances um but yeah we'll we'll see i I think i've still i've still got some unfinished business on the on the 1500 and the mile game and yeah as as you can see with all the top class world class guys over 1500 they're, they're so strong over the over the 10k so i think that's that's sort of what we've been working on you know without losing our our speed and stuff um but yeah i think it's kind of it goes to show that you just got to be so strong over the over the longer stuff to to be good at anything from 1500 up and have you and Dick spoken about potentially, like when you retire, do you think 1500 will be your best event or do you think you can run equally as well, if not better, at 5K? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens in the future. But, you know, in college, I, I used to run one 5K a year and I think I ran 13.55 was my, my first 5K. And, I you know, I think I'm obviously a lot stronger over 5k now and so i think yeah we'll see what happens um i'd, I'd like to think my my five would be just as good as my 15 but um yeah we'll see what the future holds <laughs> so my next question is going to be about goals for the rest of this year and maybe the, this next sort of olympic cycle but before we do that because we've sort of spoken about you know you're a 1500 meter man haven't probably reached your potential over 5k so we should probably give the listeners a bit of an idea of what your actual current pvs are so, and just correct me if I'm wrong, um, this is off your world athletics profile, mm-hmm. 800 metres, 147.58 in Perth back in 2019. Was that a, um, a A-League meet? Yeah, it was just yeah, one of the domestic meets. Um, I think it was a stacked field. I think I was, you know, 10 metres off the back of the field, 252 and a half, and um, just mowed some guys down at the end. But yeah, that was a, that was a great race to be in. Uh, 1500, uh, 336.42, which you did in France back in June 2021. So that would have been, yeah, coming off your national bronze medal that year. Yep. Yep. Fond memories? Did you win yeah. the race? No, our man Edwards won that race. Um, yeah, I, was, I think I was third in that race. Um, yeah, no, that that was going good. Um, you know, in the peak of the European season. Um, I think I ran 36.8 a few or a week before and so we've just been training up at Font Rameau and yeah things were going well at that stage. Yeah uh, one mile 356 which you did over in the US uh, just last August 
Um, yeah. What meet was that one? Um, that was at the Raleigh. Um, what was it? Yeah, so Walter Myler. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, I think I think Jai and I were sort of distance seventh or something. Um, yeah, that was a great field. Um, sort of had a had a tough year last year over in the US and Europe. Um, I had a surgery uh, right before that season, and sort of just just wasn't really hundred percent. You know, I was I was able to train and and get the racing done, but I just wasn't wasn't at my best and wasn't feeling feeling great in any of the any of the training. So to be able to, to to get out, you know, a PB over the mile was was actually really encouraging, and I think I can really knock that down. Yeah, things go well. Three k seven forty seven, which you did in Sydney last year, uh, March. So that would have been the, the national three k. Yeah, uh, yeah, Sydney Track Classic. Yep. Um, and then five k, and this is why I say that you know this one needs to be revised. Thirteen fifty uh, <laughs> uh, back in two thousand and sixteen. Is that right? Have you run faster than 13.50? Um, yeah, no, that that would be about right. I think I think I ran another 13.50 um, in the national 5K in 2019. Yeah. But it was, you know, I think we went through 2K in six minutes and then it closed down in like an eight-minute um, last 3K where Stewie cranked the last 2K. Um, so, yeah, I think... So where you know, do you think? Where do you revise think, that? Yeah, where, where do you think? So, given your three thirty six, given you've got strength now to you know match it with some of the top ten k cross country guys, like where, where do you think that puts you for five k in perfect race, perfect conditions? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I, I'd like to think somewhere between you know thirteen fifteen to thirteen twenty five. I think that's that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, and then ten k. I haven't got a track one here for you. Uh, we've got 10K on the roads of 29.13, which would have been uh, 2018, would have been the yep. Sydney Harbour 10K, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's it. Yep. Again, that you know, was quite a while ago now, and I was coming off a stress fracture not long before that. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like you know, at the moment, probably you'd think somewhere between 28 low to 28 mid yep. for, a, for a 10K, I'd so. And so goals now for the rest of this year, so after World Cross and I guess into the, the Paris cycle. Um, yeah, so goals for yeah, World Cross will be yeah, top 60 and obviously execute a good race, hopefully not collapse at any point. Um, and then, yeah, the goals domestically for the track season would be um, hit a nice 3K at, at Sydney Track Classic. Hopefully hit a PB there. I think we're going to try to set that one up to go, you know, low 740s. Um, so that'd be great to, to get a chunk off there. And then I think I'll, I'll try to run a couple of 1500s domestically, obviously nationals and, and maybe a few beforehand if I can fit it in. Maybe one after nationals because we've got a bit of time between then and the European season. So, yeah, I think... The goal would be to to be on that world champs team. Um, it's it's a very very tough team to make, um, especially over fifteen hundred. So many good guys, and you got Ollie and Stewie who have already hit the standard. Um, and they're obviously head and shoulders above everyone else at the moment. So you know you got to be realistic. But I think you know things are going really well for me right now, and um, if I'm 
still consistent through the next sort of six months or so. I, I don't see why I can't get really close to that 334 low or at least get enough points to, to get on that team. So yep. that'll be the goal. All right, let's take a step back. So you, you've just turned 30, so you've been doing this sport for quite a while now. Um, I'd love to hear how you got into the sport initially um, and then we'll chat about your college stuff after that. Yeah, so I guess like most uh, young kids, I just did it through the school system, did a little bit of a little athletics. But um, yeah, my mum was a runner. She always encouraged me to, to get out there and run and do competitions. I sort of, you know, doing multiple sports in high school and didn't really focus on the running until I was a bit older, maybe 16 or 17. Had some really encouraging coaches in, in high school um, and he kind of encouraged me to, to keep keep doing it after school and um, yeah, I was always kind of one of those one of those kids who, who loved it and um, was kind of obsessed with trying to better my PBs and um, yeah, I, I sort of wanted to go to, to college um, after school and thought that was a really good, um, you know, stepping stone to, to the senior ranks and, and I managed to, uh, I, I managed to win the, the National 800 um, and unfortunately wasn't picked for World Juniors. So I thought, why not uh, take my talents overseas and, and got a scholarship over at Indiana and yeah, had a good experience over there. I ran into a few injuries towards the end, um, but I, I loved my experience over there. And then um, yeah, sort of wanted to keep going and um, was running well towards the end as well um, after a bit of a surgery. And I think I broke four minutes for the first time right before I came back to camera. And and then so yeah, I wanted to study physio as well, and so also. Um, training a good um, good environment with good guys and um, in yeah good trails and that sort of thing and Canberra sort of fit the bill there um, and so moved to Canberra back in 2017 and yeah been here for four or five years now yeah and so with college um, why did you choose Indiana um, and were there other colleges that offered you a scholarship? Yeah, I was talking to a few different different schools. I think I was talking to OSU, Oklahoma State, um, Villanova, and Indiana. Um, but at the time, Indiana had the reigning national 1500 champ, Andy Bayer, um, which was a big selling point. They had um, the, the Olympic gold medalist over the high jump, um, Derek Druin. Um, they also, it sort of fit well for me academically. Um, you know, I studied exercise science over there. They had a really good program and that was, that was a big, important thing for me, um, to get that academic side, um, in the right fit. Um, and so, yeah, they kind of, I I like the, the training philosophy as well. And so, yeah, that, 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 they seem to tick more of the boxes than the other ones. So, yeah. And what were some of your, from a running um, point of view, your highlights over in college? Um, yeah, there was a few. Um, indoors, we had a really good DMR team. Um, I think my first year over there, we had Andy, myself, um, a 145-800 guy. And so I think we we finished fourth at the, no, I think we were third or fourth at the NCAA indoors. And then third the next year, um, 
So yeah, that was probably some of the highlights indoors. Cross country, we made it as a team a few times, um, which was really fun. Uh, outdoors. You're telling me off air that uh, NCAA cross wasn't uh, wasn't a strong point for you? <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, I had some, some barriers there, <laughs> as a lot of milers do. Um, you know, back then I, I wasn't doing big milers. Miles, I was sort of an 8, 15 guy. And so the cross country, especially 10K, was a, was a bit of a stretch for me and and back then they sort of ran up on this terrible course in Terre Haute. <laughs> it was muddy the whole way through and just not not great for me. But um I had some I had some solid ones at our conference meet, the Big Ten meet a few times. Um so certainly had some success mm-hmm. but definitely not not as much as the track. Um but yeah outdoors I, I made a few NCAA finals. Um I think my best finish there was ninth. Um, but then, yeah, my third and fourth year, I sort of ran into Achilles problems indoors. wasn't wasn't great for me, and sort of had to get surgery towards the end of end, end of my tenure there, and so wasn't really running that great. Uh, the DMR, like most Australians, don't even know what DMR is, but it's distance medley relay, and mm. you often hear college athletes talking like some athletes will actually prefer to win that event than yeah. an individual like can you maybe just talk through the um the dynamic of that and why it's why it's put on such a pedestal yeah i guess um in college it's all about the team right so i guess it, there's so much more riding on it when you're a part of a team and it, it makes it more exciting i guess and indoors it's it's you sort of you're still coming off cross country and so being a part of that relay team was really fun for me and took the pressure off trying to trying to hit the standard for the for the um you know the mile which was really tough to get so I, I thought that was really fun to to be a part of that's that's the best thing about college is is that team aspect and that's what I'm looking forward to about um Bathurst mm-hmm. as well as being part of that team yeah so the DMR to 1600 leg a 1200 leg an 800 and a 400 is that right are they the distances yeah that's right so it goes I think it goes 12 4 8 Now, you spoke before about the training philosophy that you really liked. While you're over in the US, did you identify any major differences in training that they do over in the US compared to what we do over here in Australia? Yeah, um, generally the the US system, they work off two workouts a week or two sessions a week rather than our three. And then they'll put a bit of emphasis on the, the long run. Which our program didn't really. It was it was sort of more. I think we we do two hard sessions Tuesday, Friday, and then we did a bit more stuff. Where on Mondays we do some yeah some sprint work and and faster stuff, which I liked as an eight fifteen guy. And then Thursday we'd sort of do a a, a bit quicker run and then finish off with six three hundreds um, off ninety seconds and. And they weren't, it wasn't really a session, but it was sort of just a little primer before the next day. Um, so, yeah, I, I really liked his philosophy and it, it sort of worked. But, you know, Dick's, Dick's program and the Aussie program is probably what's got me really strong. And, and you know, that I was obviously missing that, that aerobic strength. Um, and I think it's just, you know, more years of compounded training as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so if we have any juniors listening to the podcast, um, any advice for people that are looking to head over to college? Yeah, make sure you do your homework um, 
and and pick a program that fits well for you. Make sure there's some good guys to train with. You don't want to be the, the only guy over there um, who's who's the best in the program. So you want you want to be able to develop that side of things. You also want to want to have a coach that actually cares about your individual development as well, because a lot of coaches over there can sort of just throw you into the deep end and and you know flog you a bit so over race you that sort of thing so make sure you get a good sense of how the the coaching is and it and if it fits your style also the academics that's that's a big part of it as well you don't want to come back here and have a useless degree um also the environment that you're going to as well there's a lot of a lot of crappy parts in america you know really cold really urban um settings and so where I went was more of a college town and so there were some great trails and didn't get too cold. There was there was a few weeks weeks there of the year that was freezing, but um it, it wasn't too bad. Um so yeah, make sure you do your homework and, and don't just jump at any opportunity that you get. And and also, you know, email around because a lot of a lot of programs, um, just because they don't reach out to you doesn't mean they're not interested. So um that's what I did. And um, when you finished college, you said that you wanted to continue running, um, but you also wanted to study physio. Was there the option for you to actually stay over in the US and join a team over there? Um, what was the process there for actually moving back to Canberra? Yeah, so actually I did stay on for another year after college and train. Andy Bayer actually moved back um, and trained with um, our college coach and we sort of worked together. I'd, I'd had surgery and sort of was working back in with him and, and I, I managed to run, run a few PBs there. But it was sort of, yeah, a bit tricky after a bit. I wanted to obviously study as well. Um, and with visas, it's tricky if you're not part of that that supported group. Um, you know, back then they didn't have as many American groups as well. So, um, yeah, I think um, maybe if I had my time again, I, I would have stayed, but... Um, no, I'm happy with the decision that yeah. I made. Um, and so part of the reason for us doing these, um, I guess, interviews with people who are going to World Cross is so if people are up on the mountain cheering for you or watching the TV, they sort of know a little bit more about um, our runners. So outside of running, what do you do here in Canberra? Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm a qualified physio and uh, I work part-time probably, I don't know, 15 to 20 hours a week there so that keeps me busy um what else do i like to do um you know just the usual usual cafe hopping like most runners like to do chill out um yeah we have a great squad here in canberra a lot of a good running community so i like to you know hang out with those guys and yeah nothing nothing too extravagant interests outside of running like things that you're sort of passionate about or have an interest in um well, I mean, obviously, the, I really love like human movement stuff and the physio injury game. I mean, it's obviously related to running, but I'm really just just interested in anything health wise. Um, I love you know exploring and traveling that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy. Favorite favorite TV shows or anything? Favorite TV shows. Um, favorite TV shows. Probably, I like any of those uh, those 
those Narcos and oh, yeah. uh, Breaking Bad, those sort of shows, the thrilling ones. What, what else? The Ozarks. Oh, yeah, like Ozark too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of our listeners won't realise that you're actually sponsored by Adidas. Um, how did that come about? And although you work part-time, how much of a difference do you feel like getting a salary from a sponsor improves performances, say, compared to before you were sponsored? Yeah, it definitely helps. I think it's also, it's not just the money, it's also the the fact that it, it holds you accountable as well. It makes you feel more professional. And not that I, I wasn't, you know, wasn't, wasn't um, conducting myself as a professional before, I certainly was, but it, it's sort of, it adds pressure, but it also it keeps you accountable and 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 makes you do all those little things and and treat it as a job um, because you know you are getting paid. So I think that's that's the main thing. Um, you know you can't you can't let that pressure get to you as well. You got to still think of running as you know a passion and something that you love to do. And I think as soon as you you start to overthink things and and you know think about all those pressures that if you don't run well and get injured, etc., um, you know, that you might get cut on your contract and that sort of thing. So I think it's important to, to keep grounded and just remember the fundamentals. And how did the sponsorship come about? So what, what you know, triggered that? Yeah, um, I, was, I was fortunate enough to, Jai and I, to work with um, James Templeton and he's got a really good relationship with... Um, with all companies, but Adidas especially. Um, and I'd sort of, yeah, that was after the season. I'd ran a couple of 336s and I medal at Nationals three times in a row at 1,500. And so I think that also helped, um, you know, get that contract. So, yeah. yeah. And, um, like, obviously you would have the option to just be a pure professional and not, have a part-time job. Yeah. Do you think the part-time job actually helps your running? I think it does. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've, I've definitely, I've been the guy that's just focused on running, and I actually didn't, didn't really enjoy it too much. You sort of, I think you need something else in your life to, to spend time on. Um, that's not about running. Um, you know, obviously can't, can't cut in too much into the running, but you know, a few hours a day, I think it it helps keep your day structured helps get you out the door at a, at a reasonable time otherwise i'd probably be, just be sleeping in and running at 10 or 11 o'clock or something so yeah i, I think it it certainly helps it, it it keeps me um yeah keeps my mind occupied and i, I certainly think that you know the stuff i learned through physio um helps my running as well so yeah one thing I haven't asked you, do you do any gym work like regularly? Uh, I know you mentioned you do some strides and you do plyometrics and that sort of thing yeah. um, after some easy runs, but do you actually get in the gym and lift? I do, yeah. Um, not not religiously, like, you know, if I'm, I miss a week or, or two here and there because, you know, we do a lot of hills as well, so you got to be careful with doing too much weights on top of that because it kind of can cook the legs. But, yeah, I definitely like to, to get in um some good uh you know leg weights a couple of times a week and it's more i like to focus a lot more on on um, getting the the joints moving nicely like with running 
you can get stiff in a lot of areas like your rib cage through your hips and through your feet and so a lot of a lot of times you know i'll spend i'll spend an hour a day you know every every day or two working on something where i feel that i'm restricted you know a lot of rib cage stuff a lot of hip stuff and so yeah i spent i spend a lot of time there and i feel like that's that's um better than just getting in the gym and, and doing some routine program so with that mobility stuff that you're sort of talking about yeah. is that um are you using foam rollers are you using massage guns are you just stretching what sort of how does that sort of look when you're sort of working through like rib cage and all that sort of stuff yeah so it's a bit of a combination of things like i i've got my own physio and and masseuse um josh johnson and i swap treatment here and there as well so i, I use you know manual therapy and also my own implements like you know trigger point balls and foam rollers and that sort of thing and also just targeted exercises um to open up those sorts of areas you know in the rib cage you can use you can use a lot of breathing exercises to open up the rib cage which works really well um but yeah you, you can sort of get creative with it and just yeah anything that works yeah so we're exactly a week and about four hours away from uh, the gun going off. Um, how does the next week look for you? Have you got your program? Um, do you do anything to try and get some last-minute heat gains? Like, so just talk us through this last week. Yeah, so today we, we trained a bit later to try to get more heat gains. Um, you know, it's 32 degrees here today. Um, so we trained at 10.30. Um, but yeah, nothing too crazy this last week. We I think I would probably deload a bit, maybe go down to seventy percent of my my normal week, um, and then yeah, Tuesday will be pretty standard. Uh, I think we might do a bit less volume, a bit more speed on the Tuesday on the track, um, a bit of a threshold on Thursday, maybe three k, um, a few strides, and, and that's about all we need to do. Yeah. And when do you head up to Bathurst? Do you drive up Thursday morning? Thursday midday-ish, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, all the best, Rory. It's uh, great to have you on the show, and I hope everything goes well over the next week. And um, yeah, next weekend, it's uh, it's good to see your ten plus years of hard work being um, you know turned into a green and gold jersey. So I'm sure the listeners will be behind you, both on the mountain and watching the live stream. Yeah, thanks so much, Brad. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Win your way to the start line of the Hoka Runaway Sydney Half Marathon on Sunday the 21st of May by winning one of two double passes for you and a mate. Check out the Inside Running Podcast Instagram feed for details on how to enter.